Our thanks to Chris for joining us. I just thought it was important to really get to the heart of these great satellite phones that we make available to you right here on the Common Sense Show. And boy, oh boy, I can't stress enough that when the government's practicing taking the grid down or the grid's going to be taken down, you should be practicing this too. And the best way you can get through this is with satellite phones for each member of your family. Again, if you missed that number to call, it is 855-980-5830. That's 855-980-5830. I want to cover with you here... um, I just want to cover what's going on in Afghanistan. And uh, (laughs) Biden administration typifies that these people not only are lying about everything they do, they lie about their lies. I have known about withdrawal from the embassy for over a week. I've had communication with people who know, obviously because they're military related or family members of military. They could get in a big bunch of trouble if I revealed everything that I knew about unit disposition and so forth. But I know of military personnel who were evacuating the embassy when Biden was standing before the public eight days ago and saying, we're not going anywhere. We're here to stay. We're confident the Afghan people can defend themselves. And the day before he said, They have 300,000 well-equipped soldiers. They can hold their own. Meanwhile, we were evacuating our embassy. We were destroying classified documents. We had already seen by that point 13 known capitals of provinces already under occupation. We know that the Afghan military, many of them fled across the border. In fact, speaking of that, did you hear what the UN said today? They reiterated what they said on Sunday. They asked neighboring countries to keep their borders open for refugees. They said it's going to be horrific. Oh, but wait, we're being told by the Pentagon this is an orderly withdrawal. It's an orderly drawdown. No one is in danger whatsoever. Are you kidding me? No one is in danger? No one is in danger. (laughs) A frequent guest to this show called me, and I don't know if I have permission to use his name on this. He has a friend who's a contractor. He's flying people out of the Kabul airport. He now has hearing loss because of the proximity of mortar shells going off next to his Chinook helicopter that he was flying these people out on. They are attacking embassy personnel with sporadic gunfire and mortar shells as they leave the compound. Oh, and this is an orderly withdrawal. There's gunshots in the city. Even CNN reported that on Sunday morning, August 15th. But everything is fine. Nothing to see here, folks. And oh, by the way, says Biden, it's Trump's fault. Who are you kidding? Excuse me. You've been President Sippy Cup Joe for almost eight months, and you're blaming a withdrawal on Trump? Well, he came up with the idea. Yeah, he did. He brokered an agreement between all the parties, Sippy Cup Joe, and you abrogated that agreement. And then you wonder why it all fell apart and you have the nerve to blame the president, (laughs) the real president of this country, the one 
who your crony stole the election from. I'll never forget when I looked at a recording that was played inadvertently. And Biden had said publicly, and they should have squashed this, we have the best voter fraud people in place. Source, September 2020. No question what was going on. None whatsoever. Let's continue on with Afghanistan. One of the military people that I've talked to spoke to me from Germany, and that's all I'm going to say. He was responsible for the drawdown on his base and destruction of high-level military equipment, including radar, other air tracking devices that we didn't want to fall into the Chinese hands. The Taliban would have no idea what to do with it. The Chinese would have to teach them. And his mission, among others, was to execute destruction of this property. Well, they came under such fierce attack, they had to abandon their mission before they could. And I know the base, but I'm not allowed to say the base because obviously this could go back to the person. And these operations of withdrawal are pretty standard. So people only have a one in seven chance of guessing who this is. But ladies and gentlemen, he was responsible for drawing down and they came under ground assault and air assault. Please allow me to point out the obvious. The only way that that could happen, aerial assault, is with the help of communist Chinese training and the use of their aerial equipment. They came under attack from helicopters. A massive airstrike had to be launched to repel the attack. In going through the bodies surrounding the base of the attackers, they found your typical Taliban and Taliban garb, but they found people who weren't from Afghanistan in Taliban garb. I'll say this too before I identify that group. Also, they found American and Chinese weapons. Chinese-made helicopters shot down in the course of that combat. They found about two dozen Chinese nationals dressed up like Taliban. My mind immediately flashed to the combat advisors in Vietnam before our official involvement, in the, before the hoax of the Gulf of Tonkin so-called incident that led us to put 100,000 ground troops in Southeast Asia. But I think it was even more deliberate, more long-standing than that. The Chinese have moved in lock, stock, and barrel. And people say, Dave, what's the big deal here? That it should be okay? It shouldn't matter, no big deal, no harm, no foul. Well, I'll tell you the no harm, no foul. What's next door to Afghanistan? Iran. What's been their economic relationship in the past? Well, that's pretty simple. Iran was the country that supplied oil to the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, India, South Africa. Okay, and they... They worked around the Federal Reserve petrodollar, which gave our dollar our only backing. So rather than buy oil from the Middle East, and they had to buy dollars first before they could purchase the oil, they went directly to the Iranians with gold, the BRICS nations. A lot of that is still going on today. It's undermining the value of the dollar. When we went off the gold standard partially in 1932, permanently under Nixon in 1972, then we looked at a situation where what was backing our money? 
Well, we were already well into the petrodollar, which was put into existence at the Bretton Woods Agreement in 1944. So we were on pretty solid ground economically. The problem today is the dollar is being eroded because fewer countries are participating in the petrodollar scheme. And oh, by the way, if you think that we attacked Iraq for weapons of mass destruction, oh boy, do I have swampland in Florida I'd love to sell to you on the cheap. And I'm sure you'll make good use of it under 10 feet of water alligators, water moccasins, and the whole like, because there were no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. The only weapon of mass destruction was Saddam Hussein, was secretly selling oil to the French and the Germans and got caught. And then he was told, don't do it again. And he did it again. And that led to the coalition invading. Plain and simple. Plain and simple, folks. We were the aggressor in that situation. In fact, you want to talk about media censorship in that event, and then I'll come back to Afghanistan. But this is all related to U.S. foreign policy and the elite cabal that's behind the scenes that we call the deep state. But Charles Goyette was the most popular talk show host in Phoenix at the time. Charles Goyette was absolutely fantastic in his duties. His uh, stint on KFY Radio 550 AM displaced KTAR as the number one news station in Arizona. Well, he came out and says, you know, before I buy into this war, shouldn't we prove weapons of mass destruction? So, you know, you had all the people, all the usual players at that time, just wanting war in the Middle East. War is a profit for the military-industrial complex. War is a profit for the oil industry. Subjugation of the Middle East. Yeah, there we go. Now, let's talk about how this relates to Afghanistan. It's not oil. By having the regime collapse in Afghanistan, the heroin traffic is going to increase exponentially. There was too much getting out from American troops guarding the poppy fields, and the government could not contain the stories any longer. So what was the answer? We gotta get the hell out of Dodge. And this production is gonna go up dramatically. Now why is that important? Because the Afghans will be subsidiaries to international organizations that launder money like HSBC, Oh, John Cruz, you heard that interview I did, I'm sure, on uh, this station where he was a vice president at HSBC, saw the laundering going on, and it led to eight years of just nonsense, and he's had to have kill switches out there because he's afraid for his life, and he should be. And he saw all this, child sex trafficking, Clinton Foundation, um, uh, poppy fields in Afghanistan, heroin trafficking they controlled, laundering the money through HSBC. And by the way, when John was working at HSBC Bank, it may interest you to know, and I think you'll find this very, very interesting, it may interest you to know that um, the head of HSBC in Europe and was based in the UK was none other than James Comey. He'll leave that position after he successfully squashed all investigations and become the director of the FBI. Wow, what a small world we live in. And John took his case to DHS, don't wanna hear from you. He went to the Eastern Division of New York Federal Prosecutors, and all of a sudden he got an audience. She said, yeah, there's something here, John, we're gonna look into it, and she did. 
And with all the mass money laundering and criminality going on with illegal activities involving cartels, Afghanistan, you name it, criminal organizations, deluxe, she only prosecuted on the uh, lesser of all included offenses, which was tax improprieties, money transfer improprieties. But no one went to jail. They paid a $5 million fine, the cost of doing business, and everything was swept under the table. And oh, by the way, who was that attorney in the Eastern Division of New York for federal prosecutors? None other than Loretta Lynch Mob. And what will she end up doing? She'll end up going to be the leader, the head of the Justice Department. That's right. She became the Attorney General. So Comey, out of this organization, goes to be the head of the FBI. And Loretta Lynch Mob becomes the Attorney General. And Afghanistan was a central theme in all this. So, ladies and gentlemen, this corruption is endemic in our deep state, endemic in some of our banking system. It's just absolutely mind-boggling, the criminal mafioso types that we live under. Stay tuned. We're going to be back in just a minute with more on Afghanistan. And then we're going to get into some other related issues right here on the Common Sense Show, the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. The uh, products we bring to you on the Common Sense Show, the products we offer, are products that, in my judgment, are products that you potentially need. In many cases, they can be life-saving. They're certainly asset-saving. And we try to bring these to you in a way that one will save you money and two will be convenient for you. Now we get a lot of advertising offers we we turn them down. We don't feel they meet the needs of our audience no matter how fun and fluffy they are and nothing wrong with these companies that approach me that I turn them down but the problem is ladies and gentlemen is that we are in a situation where I feel we're in a crisis. We're in a war right now and so that's what really guides what we do as far as product selection but among the most important is food. And if you don't have a good supply of storable food, you're begging for trouble. And then people wait, and if they're lucky, they can panic buy, and maybe there'll be some left at the store, maybe they won't. But the problem is you're buying what you like. You're not buying balanced meal kind of food. You're just buying whatever. And over time, that does catch up to you. You want balanced meals, and that's what they offer at MPS. And they also offer it very cheaply. 25% off the four-week package, but see what people are doing? is they're ordering like 10 four-week packages or 20 four-week packages and they save 25% all the way through their order. It's really the way to go. 25-year shelf life, 2,000 calories per day. And it's restaurant quality. I've tasted it. It's good. You can survive on it and there's enough diversity you won't get sick of it. You'll have different choices each and every day. How do you get yours? Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And if you have food, what else do you need? Well, you need water. And we have the best water filtration that there is. Now, you're thinking, why water filtration and not store water? I have the drums. I have the 50-gallon drums. I have four of them. The problem is, is you know, your task of keeping that water pure is monumental. And I have the tools. I have the drops, the purifying agents, and we'd probably be okay. And I would strain everything and purify everything that I take out. But it's such a hassle and it takes up so much room it's man i'll tell you there could come a day when you have to scavenge for the water and you always will find standing water always 
unless you're in Death Valley and it's 130 degrees, but you're going to find standing water. But you won't find drinkable standing water. In fact, you know, in the fifth day of a crisis, the Naval War College says the largest number one cause of death are waterborne illnesses. So we can help you with all that with the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. If you go to waterwithdave.com, they'll actually have charts that will compare the research on their product, the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter, with everything else, and they come out number one, and it's not close. Good research, great product, and right now, while supplies last, and they have been in low supply mode, 40% off. So you got the food, you got the water. Now, will you come out the other side of the coming global conflict, the coming global economic collapse? Yes, hopefully we'll all survive. And if you do, what are you going to survive to? If you have, I don't know, $50,000 in the bank, it's going to be gone. Your IRA tied to a business in a bank will probably be gone. What can you do? Well, you can tie everything to precious metals in one way or another. And this is where Noble Gold came in. They have bulletproofed my IRA, my 401k. I'm involved in many of the investment programs they have. And the thing is, is gold and silver will hold their value. They have for 6,000 years. And this is what Noble Gold does. No pressure, no obligation. But if you have assets to protect, and you don't need to be wealthy, but if you have assets to protect, you need to give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. One more important one. Uh, My fear is loss of communication. In fact, John Moore, the famed Green Beret combat veteran, from Vietnam, I asked him what his scariest moment was, and John said, Dave, it's uh, when I lost communications. Yes, you could lose cell, internet, but if you have a satellite phone, you will not be without communications. Everyone in your family needs a sat phone. And you go, it must be too expensive. No, no, it's, I pay one quarter of the cost for my service, and the phone's free. I pay one quarter of the cost that I do for my cell phone. That way I'll always be able to rally the troops, meet up with family, meet up with close friends, and we won't be without communication. How do you get yours? How do you find out more? Call 855-980-5830. 855-980-5830. Tell them Dave Hodges of The Common Sense Show sent you. Well, listen, I don't generally put four ads back to back to back. We sound like a network now, don't we? But I so believe in these products. I really believe you need to have every one of them. Because Afghanistan is marking the beginning of the end for the United States. And you may have heard the president's speech. It was just one big excuse after another. He takes responsibility for nothing. Absolutely nothing. So let's take a look at a map. So you might want to pull up a map on your computer. Or if you're listening to this archives, just pause this for a second then come back. Let's look at Afghanistan. First of all, Afghanistan is called the death of empires. How many empires have gone there and failed, failed miserably? In recent memory, it's been Russia and the United States. And before that, it was the British in the 1800s. You cannot conquer Afghanistan. There are some places you do not launch land invasions. Russia is one of them. Afghanistan is another. They can't even unify their own country, never have, and they never will. Chaos, massive heroin exports, massive human rights violations is the MO of this country. Oh, when we pull out, if you don't think that 
women are going to suffer unimaginable horrors. The children aren't going to go back to what they had prior to U.S. involvement in 2001. There won't be any girls in schools. There'll be no college degrees. I just hope they don't kill the ones that got them. And the collaborators, collaborators, that's what they're going to call them. They're going to be murdered by the tens, if not hundreds of thousands by these people. And the crisis is horrendous. But let's jump ahead because we'll go back into what the president said in his speech here in a moment. But I want to go and jump ahead for a minute and look at the future implications of how we pulled out. Uh, by the way, the Brits wanted to leave a force there, but then they decided they couldn't do it without American air power. So very, very tragic. Um, but Afghanistan borders Iran, okay? And their, in, their ally, Pakistan, is adjacent. Uh, Pakistan is allied with China. I've uh, reported in many sources before that uh, when we were withdrawing from a base, that base came under attack. Massive air support was needed to save the remaining soldiers. And they went through the battlefield in the aftermath just to search to see about weaponry and so forth and to gather intel. And they found what you'd expect, American weapons, Chinese weapons, but they also found Chinese nationals in Talibab guard. Yeah, you heard me. Running with the natives were the national Chinese, and you know they were military. Now the question is, and I pose this to someone who has contractor um, experience in-country, former military, current federal law enforcement agent. And I asked him what he thought about this. I said, do you think this is a, uh, a U.S. combat advisor pre-involvement in World War uh, or in the Vietnam War? And he said, yes. And I said, or do you think it's possibly they're joining forces together to defeat the U.S. and its allies? Yes. He said, it's all of it. He said, but the Chinese are there. Okay, so knowing that that has already been established, you have Pakistan that lies to the south and southeast of Afghanistan. They threaten India, which has now become an ally of the United States against China. Afghanistan borders Iran. This is scary. This is very scary. Iran opens up the possibility of a pincer movement in Saudi Arabia by reinforcing the warlords in Yemen on the southern Saudi Peninsula and coming through the north through Iraq. And I believe Joe Biden, the great destroyer of the United States, his sole purpose is to bring down the U.S. He took us from energy independence to energy dependence. And now this rapid, chaotic, ill-planned withdrawal from Afghanistan has now threatened the rest of the region because of the communist Chinese infiltration. Iran partner with China. Iran's a partner with Russia, Brazil. The BRICS nations, remember that oil agreement? We sell you oil for gold. That was Iran's deal. China was part of that. China and Iran are linked at the hip. Iran's going to invite in Chinese and Pakistani troops. And I believe they're going to threaten Middle Eastern oil supplies. And I think this could be a horrendous development for the United States. To conduct a war, we have to have lots and lots of oil. Well, Biden has destroyed our domestic oil independence. 
and now he has endangered our foreign oil dependence. This is a huge problem, ladies and gentlemen, and I can't believe that this is not being discussed. Of course, where would it be discussed? With people like me, because the mainstream media doesn't want to look at a map. You can simply look at a map. Now, India has a billion people. It has nuclear weapons. Whether or not they use them is another matter. But also, too, now India can be attacked through Pakistan and also north from China from two directions. Two directions. This is huge. Now, we do have a fleet. The JFK carrier is in the Bay of Bengal with the HMS Queen Elizabeth. Interesting story about the Queen. I'll get to that in a minute. But the Queen Elizabeth is over there along with some other British ships, some Australian ships. Um, it's a coalition. And they're protecting the 250,000 Indian soldiers that are on the Chinese border. My, oh my, oh my, what a mess this is. Now, if Iran allows China to push to the west, this could eventually endanger Egypt, Libya, Algeria, Morocco. And do you know who has a huge presence on the African continent? It's called the Belt and Road Initiative. The Belt and Road Initiative is gaining control of a nation's infrastructure, indebting them to the point where they can't pay, and then you get to call their shots politically. This is what China has done all the way through Africa. This is, people, this is um, how the world falls. This is how everyone turns against the United States. Now, I didn't think that Russia would join China. I know for a fact that Russia told uh, India that if you have to attack China, and you have our blessing because China's out of line. But why did Russia turn around and just conduct joint military maneuvers with China and say, we need to do more of it? This is pretty scary. A lot of people have the Russians and Chinese going to war with the United States together. I'd hope that wasn't true because China is slated to become the world policeman for the globalists, replacing the United States. And I thought Russia would reject that. And I thought Russia realizes, well, once U.S. and China fights, we're going to probably have to fight the winner. We'd rather try to negotiate with the United States. There is no negotiating with China. So I thought they would root against China. That does not appear to be the case. So this situation in Afghanistan doesn't just have horrific moral, really just human rights spinoff implications, not to mention we've broken our word and tens of thousands are going to die because of it. This has national security implications. This is absolutely huge. Let's talk about why. What lies north of Iran? I'll read to you some of the names. Ubisican, Turmekistan, Kasiskan. Those are Russian allies as they sweep into the Middle East. Does this sound maybe like the Armageddon, um, <laughs> the final battle? That's where this could lead. I mean, militarily, this is quite clear. I went through 
the map. I'm saying map I'm looking at, and I went through with one of my military, former military strategists, high-ranking officer, now retired, and we went through this. And we are in complete agreement about the spin-off threats here, particularly if Russia joins in. How long do we have? I can tell you how long we don't have. That's the easier question to answer. Are you familiar with the Deagle Report? It's a Rockefeller base group, um, Stratford, CIA, and what they do is they project economies, military strength. 2025, the United States will have 9% of its economic prowess that it has today. It'll have 8% of its military budget. What does that tell you? That tells you see, the projection that we just got our butts handed to us occurred. And I believe the impetus for this comes out of Afghanistan with the spin-off domino effect that will carry into the Middle East, take away oil supplies so we can't wage a global war. When we come back, I'll actually go through a scenario that I think is very, very likely to set off World War III. Ladies and gentlemen, after we talked last time here, got a little glitch here. I think we're coming through. Yeah, we're good. Anyway, uh, have you thought about the storable food we talked about? Yeah, well, I'm going to remind you. Preparewithdave.com for the specials, for the great food, for your peace of mind, knowing that you're not going to have to depend on the government and cross that line into the camp. Because when you do, and you're on the, on the other side of the barbed wire, I know you not. I'm sorry. Now's the time to make a decision. Also, too, I, I implore you implore you please take a look at your finances ask if you have stuff that you want to save preserve then call noble gold at 877-646-5347 and then finally you want to not be out of touch with your family the only answer is the sat phone the number to call again 855-980-5830 855-980-5830 well ladies and gentlemen all i have to say to you is Good morning, fellow terrorists. You're saying, fellow terrorists? Dave, what are you talking about? Good morning, fellow terrorists. Did you see what DHS put out? If you question anything about your majesty's ruling on COVID, if you challenge any of the policies at all, you are guilty of being a domestic terrorist. Now, wait a minute, I'm a little confused. First, it was, you know, hey, 15 days to flatten the curve. Okay, well, we've had 180 days. No, 365 days. No, we've had over 500 days to flatten the curve. That's a little more than 15 days. Okay, and then it was, well, if we get the vaccine, your life can get back to normal. You don't have to wear a mask. And now you have to wear a mask inside, even if you've had the vaccine. Fully vaccinated, got to have a vaccine. No two ways about it. And if you say anything negative that we're inconsistent, well, we'll just put you on a list. And someday, you know what we do to people on lists. Folks, do you understand that lists are acted upon by authoritarian governments? They commit genocide against people on lists. That's the only reason you create a list, is to have a genocidal notebook of people that you want to do away with. And they're saying right now, if you oppose us in COVID in any way, shape, or form, but how the hell do you keep up? Well, Fauci was saying, Oh, you need two masks. Then the CDC comes out two days later and said, well, no, you only need one mask. Now the city of Philadelphia is saying, if you're not vaccinated, you must wear two masks and submit to regular testing. 
Well, which is it? I mean, the average person's confused, but if you raise confusion, you're a domestic terrorist. Wow, incredible. And, and of course, there's other things that you can't question as well. And you know what those other things are, right? And by the way, this is from NBC. They published this. They not only published it, they broadcasted it. How about the one where it's 9-11 and religious holidays? I'm really worried. It doesn't give an explanation about religious holidays, but it does say religious holidays. Somehow that puts you on the list for being a domestic terrorist. So ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Am I one day going to be persecuted for being a Christian? Well, we know in places in the Middle East, they behead Christians. Is that what's coming here? Steve Quayle once told me, not too long ago, he said, Dave, you know they have 353,000 guillotines in the United States. And he spoke authoritatively from sources that he knows. Yes, I believe that to be true. Have you heard the shows I've done at the TV with Celeste Solemn? former high-ranking FEMA official, where she has said the same thing, that your final destination will be off with their heads. And I have to admit, the other night, I saw the worst movie I ever saw, The Green Knight. Oh, it was horrendous. But let me tell you how it ended. You wonder if it's predictive programming. And what's the predictive programming? You're going to like this, ladies and gentlemen. The hero of the story ended up with his head chopped off on the floor. How appropriate, because we're hearing this. That's going to be the end. When they move you, according to the CDC documents, into the care facilities, and you've heard of, you've seen it now, the CDC has these FEMA camp documents now, and people writing about it is all the rage. And they talk about elderly people, chronic conditions, and they say, oh, we have to establish minimum standards of care. But they also go on to say, if the standards of care are exceeded by the need, then we can withdraw the treatment and we can provide palliative care for the people in the camps. And they're speaking specifically about elderly with chronic conditions. OMG. Are you ready for a litany of local facts here in Arizona that supports where this is going? Last week, the Mojave County Board of Supervisors featured four CEOs in a press conference. And in this press conference, the CEOs went through and they go, fear, 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 fear for 10 minutes, COVID, 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 die, 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 death, death, death. But they didn't give one statistic for death. This because no one would take them seriously because probably nobody died. And then they started being a little more rational and they said, yeah, our facility has between 15 and 20% COVID, uh, our beds taken up by COVID people. And that's hardly an emergency, wouldn't you agree? And then another person said the highest was 20 to 30%. So the range is 15 to 30% in these four medical facilities. And without any death reports, they had one here in Phoenix where they, they have 1,700 new cases. Oh my gosh, it's the dreaded virus. The dreaded virus mutant. Yes, we know what that is. Um, sorry, sorry. They had one death reported on that same day. They had 1,700 new cases. And we're taking this seriously because would it be news if it was 1,700 cases of the common cold? 
No, but let me get to the point here. Okay, going back to the FEMA documents. In the press conference for the Mojave County Board of Supervisors, they let the CEOs talk in for 30 minutes after they tried to scare people with COVID. Then they started to say, we can't maintain this level of care. It's beyond our staff's ability. They're burned out. They're worked too hard. They go home with guilt and anxiety, feeling like they're going to infect their family and friends with COVID. And it was like, you thought we would have the Black Plague sweeping through Mojave County. And it's not a problem. But see, they're building towards it's going to be a problem. The ability to resource care is going to be outstripped by the community need for care. It goes back to this CDC document. But if that were the only example I could give you, we'd go, well, Dave, we need a little more than that. Okay, let me give you a little bit more than that. Shall we go to Yavapai County, which basically encircles the uh, city of Prescott? And you've got a little less than a quarter of a million people in this county in various communities. I think it's the most conservative county in the country. However, I suspect their board of supervisors are controlled much in the same way as we find in Maricopa County, where they won't relinquish the election codes, uh, the logs, the chain of custodies, court-ordered, but they won't release them because they're part of the fraud, they're part of the cover-up. Well, listen to this. In Yavapai County, Arizona's easily most conservative county, they wouldn't even entertain an argument to look at the votes. Oh, no, we're not looking at anything. It was absolutely fair. Go away. Shut up. And the people listened to them, and they shouldn't have. But it gets worse. Listen to this. Listen to this. The county offices in Mojave County, or excuse me, in Yavapai County, are closed to walk-in traffic. That's middle of pandemic crap. In Arizona, we're fully open. One month ago, we had an NBA playoff game in which 17,000 unmasked fans attended. And yet, the county offices in Yavapai County can't be open? In a conservative county like this? And now it gets worse. They're now mandating the vaccine for all the healthcare workers in Yavapai County. So I've talked to some people and I've asked them, what's your penetration rate for vaccine? And I've heard between 35 and 40%. Do you think you'll get to 70? <laughs> oh no, they laugh at you when you ask them. No, Dave, they, we won't. What are you going to do when you lose all these employees on November 1st? Will you go to headhunters? Well, Dave, we've looked into that and they can only replace about five at most 10% of the people that we will displace. There will be a huge health care shortage in Yavapai County. Oh, let's flip down to Maricopa County, four and a half million people. The state's largest employer is Banner Healthcare. They have mandated the vaccine as of November 1st for all employees. You could just simply be doing the petunias outside and be a janitor on the grounds, but you must have a vaccine or you're fired by November 1st. I've asked the employees. How many of you are vaccinated? We estimate about 40%. Will you get to 50? We don't think so. We think they'll lie about it to get people to go along with it, but we don't think we'll get to 50. Do you understand the state's largest employer for healthcare is saying that half of the people that are serving the medical community of this state are going to be gone? Can you imagine trying to get an appointment? 
Do you think this recreates the situation with Mojave County, Yavapai County, Maricopa County? Do you think this duplicates health care shortage beyond the ability of the government to provide it? So therefore, people taken to isolation camps will be exterminated. Oh, excuse me. Given palliative, compassionate care as they die, as care is withdrawn. Oh, you can't have your asthma medication, can't take your insulin. No, it's time for you to die. And if you think I'm overreacting, let me give you one more statistic. In Mojave County, they have received $4 million of care aid in the last month. You say, Dave, what's CARE aid? C-A-R-E, pandemic mitigation. They're planning for lockdown number two. The county offices in Yavapai County are closed because they're waiting for lockdown number two. You're saying, you've got to be kidding me. I am serious as a proverbial heart attack. Now, this is just my state, and I know people here locally well, So I'm able to access this information. But do you think that Arizona is a standalone? Or do you think this is going to go everywhere? Let me remind you. Biden said the following. To travel across state lines, we're considering a proposal in which you must have a vaccine passport. (laughs) It gets worse. You want another example? Concert goers? are now given days to comply. Now, first of all, you have to have weeks between the two vaccines. And in one venue, it was the uh, Federal Federal Theater in downtown Phoenix. Um, And um, they're saying, it was Ticketmaster, and they're saying three days to get a vaccine. You, You can't get fully vaccinated in three days. And they're not giving refunds. That's stealing people's money. I've advised people to file class action uh, lawsuits in small claims courts. And you could eat up their legal fees by making them come into small claims court to defend. And if everyone who's affected by this would say, I'm going to stand up to this, that would be a problem for them now, wouldn't it? And we're seeing this too. We, We were told with the Celebrity Theater, which is a big indoor venue here in Phoenix, we were going to go see, I think it was Sticks, and we had tickets for the September 24th performance. Now we got an email tonight that said you must be fully vaccinated by September 24th, which is a violation of the contract of which we bought the tickets under. Do you understand when you buy a ticket? Do you understand that that ticket is a contract? And, and now they're saying you have to be fully vaccinated by the 24th. That's incredible, folks, what's happening. So here's my solution to this, and we'll get into some solutions, I think, for these problems in general. My solution is to hell with all the artists that go to these venues. Eric Clapton has said he'll play at no venue that requires a vaccine. He almost died from his vaccine. More of these artists need to be held to that standard. So if everyone did this... And they said, well, we're not going to support anything Ticketmaster does. So to hell with you. We're not going to your concerts. Um, If you let the artists know, sorry, we're not buying any of your stuff now. We're done with you because you support tyranny. Um, When the well dries up, the cooperation with the Biden dictatorship begins to dry up too. This is what really needs to happen across the board in America. 
we need to stand up in defiance called discretionary spending. In fact, let me take this a step further. We don't have control over Congress. We don't have control over the presidency. In fact, 18 Republicans just tried to sell you into extreme poverty by breaking the dollar with a $3.5 trillion expenditure with all kinds of pork in it that we can't afford. 18 Republicans are acting like Democrats. Why are we voting for these people? And I have an anti-incumbent view that I want to share with you today. I maybe could come up with a list of 10 people that need to be returned to office, and that number may be too high in both houses. Because if we don't change the people, we'll keep going the direction we're going. And I mean, it should be a rare event where you're voting for an incumbent. Now, if you're going to replace a Republican, please hear me clearly on this. If you wait until the general election, you go, I'm not voting for my guy. He's a Republican, but he sucks. You just voted for a Democrat who probably sucks worse. So what do you have to do? You have to get a good candidate to run against them, the Republican, in the primary election. And then you have to have that candidate emerge as a winner over the incumbent, and then they run against the Democrat, and then you do your job as supporting. That's I'm telling you, if you wait until the general election to displace a Republican, you're going to end up with a worse form of communism than you will under the existing regime. And make no mistake about it. We are going into a Bolshevik communist takeover. We're in it now with Nazi overtones. So we need to have an anti-incumbent view. But see, it's also true at the county commissioner's level. You know, I'll point to Jack Sellers. Uh, the Gateway Pundit has nailed him to the wall. Uncooperative with election audit. Oh, it's the fairest election ever. We're not going to look at it. What? What? And by the way, too, on that uh, terrorist watch list for the uh, DHS, they're saying if you question election integrity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you think Trump's going to return, you're a domestic terrorist. I'm serious. They put that in print. If you've not seen that... You can get that. It's everywhere on the net. But Jack Sellers is, uh, shall we say, one of communist China's best friends. One of their best. I mean, folks, I look at this and I'm saying he's on communist Chinese television. Um, he's got all kinds of communist Chinese interests. He's dragged in many Arizona corporations. He represents them in what's called the Greater Phoenix Economic Council. We're having sister cities with communist China, a nation that is officially on the record saying they want to commit genocide against the United States. Wee Fang, defense minister, said we're going to do it with bioweapons. I believe they started that process in January of 2020. And yet Jack Sellers, chairman of the board of Maricopa County, thinks it's okay to do business with him. And so does the city of Tempe, the city of Phoenix, Scottsdale. I could go on and on. Every major academic institution, uh, the community college system here, the 10 community colleges, and then you get into the utilities, APS, SRP, the major home utilities, uh, the banks like Wells Fargo. I mean, folks, can you believe it? they're all tied to the Chinese sister program? Why our ships patrol the South China Sea and we could go to war with China at any given moment. And these people, in my mind, are traitors. No one should be in office that's doing business with China. How about Swalwell? I mean, that's why... You, how does this guy stay on the intelligence community when he's sleeping with a Chinese spy? 
So this is why the incumbents have to go. The other thing I would institute through is also no campaign contributions. From who? From anybody. Right now, corporations buy government. That's why our politicians are no more than two-bit whores that are streetwalkers. Psychopathic minions that do what the corporations tell them with sociopathic tendencies. This is how we get the crappy government that we get. Why are we tolerating this? Well, here's what you do. You have publicly funded elections. You take the top six political parties, take the minimum where they are today and establish that as a minimum number of support that you need to get public funding. You have to be included in every debate. You have to have equal spending in the media, and it's all controlled with tax dollars. And you go, I don't want to spend my tax dollars on this. Well, if you don't spend your tax dollars on this, they're going to take a lot more than the tax dollars you'd spend on a campaign and spend you into poverty, which is what they're doing right now. And we should have publicly funded campaigns for this reason. The libertarian should get as much press as the Republican. And oh my gosh, you'd start to see some of the most surprising elections ever. This would be a way to return the people in control of the government. But corporations right now, they buy government. They buy the government, plain and simple. The vaccine industry through Big Pharma runs this country. Based on a fraud, we are under medical martial law right now where they're taking away your right to earn a living, your right to go to public places, your right to buy food, and eventually they will not treat you in a doctor's office unless you're fully vaccinated. Does that sound like a country that you want to live in, or is it really time to stand up and get busy and unelect the incumbents and then change these things? Also, term limits. You get two terms of office. Any more than that, you become someone's prostitute. We can't allow that to happen either, folks. This cannot be allowed to transpire anymore on our watch. I believe we have one last shot to change this country, and that's elect, unelect almost all of the incumbents. I mean, out the door. See ya. Sayonara. Wouldn't want to be ya. And then you bring in, you bring in people who are fresh, but you only give them two terms. And you make it a felony to contribute to a campaign. It's bribery. Five years, mandatory sentencing, $10 million fine. And if your corporation's a Fortune 500, it's a $1 billion fine. These are the changes I would make if I were in charge. It's the only way to get people back and be responsible uh, to, for running the government and have the government be responsive to the people. They're only responsive to the corporations because they pay their freight. You pay jack squat. That's why you're not heard. If you had a trillion dollars to give various corporations, they would do whatever you wanted. Oh, you don't want to take a mandatory vaccine? you got enough money to make that happen. By the way, speaking of vaccines, did you know the CDC is not requiring their employees to be vaccinated? Did you know Pfizer is not requiring their employers to be employees to be vaccinated? Have you had enough of this BS? then when are you going to stand up and get to work? Anti-incumbency is where it's at. The mayor's office, as I pointed out, county commissioners, your city council, they all need to go. Every single judge that comes up for election, I don't care if you know what he voted on, get him the hell out. He let him go make a real living as a lawyer, right? Chasing ambulances. But don't put him back in and let them start making laws. That way we start getting rid of the Obama judges that are making up the laws as they go along. This is absolutely insane what we have done to our country. And we've gone to sleep and let it happen. And I'll give you one more piece of advice, ladies and gentlemen, why we're ranting and raving about what you should be doing. Another thing you should be doing is not sending your kids to public schools. 
Critical race theory are making kids hate each other because of skin color. Critical race theory is making people hate the government. They're making people hate America. And that's why they'll accept a communist regime to come in. This is a long-term Hitler youth kind of movement. And folks, you need to take your kids out of the schools. The NEA is committed to Marxism, communism, and the establishment of these programs. They are suing parents for going after Freedom of Information Act to find out what's being taught in their child's classroom. Nicole Solis from Rhode Island sued by the NEA because she dared to FOIA Freedom of Information Act curriculum plans and lesson plans of what was being taught in her child's class. Can you believe that? Shut up. Don't tell the parents what we're telling you kids. That's what the kids are being told. I, I heard two teachers, one was saying, uh, I didn't mind virtual too bad, um, except the parents could watch what we were doing. Not all teachers are this way, not all public schools are this way, but enough of them are, you need to check it out. And I'm warning you, unless you wanna produce a generation of Marxist communists who are loyal to Marx and not to Jesus, you need to get your kids the hell out of the school and homeschool or find a charter school that honors the founding fathers, honors the constitution and its principles. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all hands on deck this country is falling to communism. We are losing. We're being overrun worse than Afghanistan is being overrun by the Taliban. It's that simple. The question is, are we going to answer the call? Or is this empire going to fade into the great oblivion where we become just like the Russians in 1950s, where everyone works for the KGB or reports to someone that does, and we go after people, we persecute people, for what they believe, what they say, their belief in God, we can't allow that to happen. Are you going to stand or are you going to sit? Are you going to let the next guy do it? Or are you going to say, little old me can't make a difference? Well, little old you can make a difference. We have enough freedom left in this country, we can initiate a hell of a backlash. We really can. But we're not doing it. I talked to Bridget Langston, an activist from Kingman today, and she said, Dave, why are people putting up with this? Because they don't feel they can make a difference. They're so beat down that they don't feel their actions make a difference. And it, if you don't stand up now, look, look at your kids, and someday they'll ask them, Mommy and Daddy, what did you do to prevent this from happening? Nothing. Nothing. I went along with them because I thought if I was quiet, they would leave me alone. Well, you know... There are people who want to be left alone, and then there are those who just won't leave them alone. And that's what you have to decide. Are you going to stand up for your rights, or are you going to let the future generations get trampled in a sea of despotism, Satanism, and communism? And that's ultimately what communism is. It's Satanism. It's anti-Jesus. It's anti-morality. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here tomorrow.